The views expressed in this episode may be distressing and controversial for some audiences. The opinions expressed are not held by Why Believe or its associates. Listener discretion is advised. Who's programming who? Well played, Dark Energies. Well played. I stay in the light. Were you putting a spell on me? I call it a new level. Is what you're describing the Illuminati? Yes. Animal sacrifices and demonic magic so that they can get famous. Multiple people in the room started convulsing. They were shaking. That I felt uh, something on the back of my neck where it would tickle. I was casting a spell. You've tuned in to Why Believe, the world's most controversial podcast on religion and belief with TikToker and researcher Kale O'Donnell. Hello guys and welcome to the show today. My name is Kale and I'm here with Uni who's in Hawaii. How are you Uni? I am so, so well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Now, I have found Uni um, on TikTok because I was scrolling through TikTok and I found his videos about spirituality and he's got some things on um, sound frequencies and and how they impact people in some way and so I was really curious about what he believed so I wanted to definitely get him on the show today to unpack all of the things that um, he believes so Uni I suppose we'll throw it over to you straight away so we can get it um, everybody uh, an understanding of who you are yes uh, my name is Uni Agape uh, originally I, I put my on TikTok to connect with with youth um, mainly as uh, as the audience and uh, creating a grand awakening of love within us and uh, remembrance of the magic that we are and that we all uh, offer in every moment and uh, yeah and you've got a great following now um, you your TikTok sort of just um, grew and took off was that because some of your videos went like viral yeah, I had a one video, I think it's at almost 4 million views right now. Yeah. Wow. And, and what was the feedback that people were getting? And maybe you could tell the audience, what was the video? What was happening in that video? Yes. So my intention with those videos was to play certain instruments, which are aligned to different chakras or different energy centers or uh, different emotional or intuitive abilities. And I was utilizing my instruments and the sound frequencies to catalyze certain feelings uh, for the viewers and and to promote an awareness of uh, how to feel energy quantumly and how to receive this frequency through a screen on the phone. And so the video was me playing um, a flute in the key of B, which is the crown chakra. And I had everybody that the caption was, was listen until you feel a pop on the top of your head. So that was the caption. And then I asked in the bottom, what do you feel from it? And so people were feeling all this crown chakra energy opening up, uh, saying all these kinds of things about, I feel it. I don't feel it. Is this placebo? Is this not? What is, what am I experiencing? I'm feeling so much. And so I think it just created a domino effect in that way. Wow. And I definitely want to dive deep into that in a moment, because I think that I had an experience with one of your uh, sounds and I wanted to share it with you. So 
I wanted to know what is your spirituality? Where did you begin? How did you even know about spirituality? Right. So I began with frequencies. That was a big catalyst of my awakening. I was on YouTube at 14 and 15 and I was looking into lucid dreaming and astral projection and third eye meditations. And then I found binaural frequencies, which is when two frequencies are played in each ear and they entrain your brain to a certain wave state like alpha, beta, theta, delta, or gamma. So that creates a whole physical part of, of connectivity. And that, that's what really catalyzed uh, my awakening. So, so now I identify as a, a light worker and, and I serve the most high divine light and love. And I mostly focus on energy and vibration as my modality to connect with spirit or spirituality. And, uh, and I, I connect with many different energies, uh, archetypes and different beings. Uh, we call it channeling. So your name's very unique. And I was wondering if that's your real name. Were you born with that name, Uni Agape? I was gifted that name from spirit in a, um, in a ceremony, uh, a frog ceremony, if you're familiar with the medicine combo. Um, I was gifted that name and, and it was chanted over and over again, uni, 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 uni. And for a week, I was like, what is the meaning of this? And, and, I, and I asked my spirit, asked my guides, what, what do I do with this name? Is it, something, is it something for me to write or what do I do with this? And my guides told me, this is your new name. This is your name to be called by. This is your ascension name, so to speak. And so then I added agape because I, w I wanted it to be more than uni. Uni in Latin means one. And, and so I, I found agape as this most high form of love uh, for the, the love of humans for, for the creator and the love of uh, creator for humans. So it's this uh, symbiotic relationship of love and universal love. So I, I fused them together. And now when you spell uni out, it's spelled U-N-I. So you and I are love and it is one. So one love as you and I. Wow. So there is so much to do with your name. That is, <laughs> you, the, it's just your whole uh, movement has just been captivated and captured sort of in your name itself. So I'm glad I was able to ask that. Now, what is your movement? How do you define it for people who've never heard about you? Yes. So my movement is to create an awakening within us all, um, bringing about a golden age, if you've heard of that, um, on earth, exteriorly, as also within us. So this is part of like accelerating the ascension process. So that's part of me uh, bringing about and catalyzing people's awakening uh, within themselves of their true magic abilities. Um, like I always say, galactivating. Um, this is the, the action of remembering our cosmic self and bringing the heavens into earth. So bringing this cosmic energy into earth and and being able to uh, influence influencers uh, in a healthy way. Okay. So is this uh, movement found in any books? Did you read any books about this? 
Uh, I, I've read so many, so many different books. Uh, it's more of a coagulation of that which inspires me most. So my main mission has been remembering love within myself. And so as I have found this way to uh, advance myself, I know that I can, I can offer that um, in a digestible way for, for the youth, which is really important for me uh, to help our youth come into a state without programming, which a lot of us have been programmed through media and through family and through our outside experience. So I wish to, to help them while they're young to really start off on, on the right foot, so to speak. Wow. Okay. So do you believe in a supernatural God? Yes, I believe in a, a mother arc of creation because I feel as if creation is a is a feminine type of energy. Um, but even at that highest level, I do not see things uh, in duality like a male or a female. It is just this spark of creation, uh, more so like a central frequency of creation. And that is the most high love. Okay. So how do you connect to your spirit guides? Oh my goodness. There's infinite ways. I, I utilize different ways of, of divination um, through either physical ways like cards or um, tuning into uh, tuning in with crystals. Um, but my favorite way is to remember that the magic is truly within us. So I I utilize an inner dialogue within myself. So I expand my third eye and I utilize an inner dialogue to where I can tell what's my voice and I can tell what is their voice. So why do they want to help you? Because I asked, I said, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. And so they have a mission to help you and other people as well. Oh yes. All of us. That That's the mission. And, and it depends on who you're communicating with because some have an agenda uh, as you know many people talk about the greys or the reptilians or the draconians or there's there's beings in this universe that that are that have an agenda of, of uh, malevolence so to speak you know and and that's that's what it is you know we live in in this kind of duality state within the third dimension and so there's just different levels of of working with them some are are holy and and healed and have good intentions and some uh want to have like a negative vampiric kind of energy you know uh like the greys mm. so when you talk about malevolent powers and malevolent agendas in the christian sense they would probably call them demons do you believe in that Oh yes, completely, completely. Okay. Why are they choose do they choose to be malevolent? My belief is that they're all looking for forgiveness or love or acceptance or whatever it is. It's kind of like the bully on the schoolyard, you know? It's not that they're bad and they're going to be bad forever. They're just looking for the same thing. It's the same kind of energy that that is is wishing to transform it's this the bully energy that just wants healing as well so coming back to the galactic uh stuff what does that mean i don't even know what galactic um powers or whatever that means exactly so 
there is uh, like our birth given magic um, ange embodying angelic energies, so to speak, is is what the galactivation is. You are you are remembering your cosmic self and and pulling in these answers and these intuitive abilities from from a heavenly state, um, from a light state, not dense energy, because dense energy can be stuck and mucky, but this light energy really allows us to um, bring about our superpowers and 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 normalize it so that that we know that it's in our everyday life and and every moment truly in every word we speak so what do you mean when you say like the cosmic self how do we know where it is well we can think of it as if i'm looking at you i see a blueprint i see your family, I see your job maybe, I see your emotions, I see your past experiences. That would be what I call a blueprint. And now the cosmic self, the ascended self, the higher self, the true self, the soul self is the gold print. It is this, this energy that, that is our, our, what I call a city or our highest exalted form, the, the form of our, of our being that comes into full embody, into our, into our full majesty, our, in our magic and, and our galactivation, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so how do you achieve that? I know you have a course in galactivation. So what is the first step and, and how do you achieve that? Well, there's different practices that I offer. Um, for each individual, it's different. Some people may want to learn about how to communicate with plants. I, I, I can help you with interspecies communication, plants or animals, or some people want to communicate with um, past lives or, or deities or angels, or some people want to learn about how to do uh, rituals and magic. So it, it depends on each person because everybody has a different puzzle piece to this full picture. So it's not like we all need to know how to communicate with angels, you know, so it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. And so what is the light language that you teach? Yes. So the, the light language is the language of the soul. Um, it, it can, it can turn off your frontal lobe when you start to speak this language and allows you to, to communicate from a, a channeled state uh, in, in Christianity or, or in the Bible, they would call it speaking in tongues because you are not speaking anymore. It is this energy that is coming through you and vocalizing. Some people even see energy coming out of their mouth when they speak this language. And, and some people know where this this language is coming from, like different stars, or um, it'll be, you know, the Pleiadians or the Syrians or the Arcturians. It is it is a language uh, that is channeled and intuitive. Mm. I was in Christianity myself, and I at, I've spoken tongues. And when I look at the way that I was speaking in tongues and the, and the people that I was around. I looked at their tongues and they were very much like the way that I was speaking. So would you describe it as, as something that's learnt as well? Could it just be like gibberish that you learn and can speak or, or is there a real power behind it? Um, 
because from my experience, it felt as if I was learning it and, and I just spoke what, what I heard and, and just made the sounds that I heard. Oh yeah, there is immense power behind it. I have spoken light language on top of somebody's head and they've immediately started convulsing and, and releasing energies. And uh, here's a cool story. For instance, uh, last night, it was a young girl's birthday and she was she was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And she was kind of a little bit nervous about singing it, maybe not getting all the word structures right. And I said, hey, why don't you try light language? And she, I was like, have you ever spoken it? And she hadn't ever spoken it. And so she started making these sounds and these sounds, these sounds carried the energy through and it allowed her to, to embody this, this deeper state of presence and this, this uh, less logical mind and more feeling, more creation. And so it's a, it's a vocal empowerment in, in its essence and it is full on magic because you are spell casting with every word you are creating an energy and a vibration so with your intention that's what really carries the the magic with it um and it can be utilized as a way to express yourself in in a new way that that feels easy that feels familiar that feels comfortable so what's the craziest thing that's happened when you've been speaking the light language yeah, I, probably that experience when when I was I was at Esalen in California uh, with Charles Eisenstein, and I was speaking this light language, and multiple people in the room started convulsing. They were shaking, and they were they were like drooling and crying, and that that's when I really knew like this is a transformative modality, utilizing the voice in a way that is beyond any language on this planet that people communicate with, it just allows them to fully receive without thinking about what they're hearing. And I suppose when I was in Christianity, it was called the Holy Spirit and people were having the exact same encounters or experiences that you're describing, the convulsing on the floor, the frothing at the mouth, the, un, you know, the benign behavior of just, you know, acting out there and, and speaking in tongues, it sounds as if it, this is a universal experience and that it can't just be uh, flagged by just one religion, obviously. Yes, of course. Um, I, I believe it is completely universal. Um, as, as I said, many people are channeling different light languages from star clusters. So I believe it is a modality that is utilized in in all forms of life, this this language of the soul, this language of of light comes through. Even if they have a, a normal dialect for their planet uh, or their community in what in whatever way, I believe that it is a modality that is is universal. Hmm. So, have you ever thought that it's just people being whipped into a frenzy with music happening and then the, the 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 language is happening and then people just stir themselves up yes uh ultimately uh i am guiding people to water we are guiding people to water but we're not making them drink it they're the ones that are choosing to drink the water so ultimately i teach that we are the creator we are the writer we are the actor we are the director we're the producer of our reality of our life and, and it's like a movie. So, so yes, people are creating this energy and allowing it to, to 
move them. You know, some people have such strong resistance that it they'll be like, I don't feel anything. I'm I'm not feeling anything. And and it just requires them to accept and surrender to to love or to the space, uh, to to whatever is in the space. And you mentioned before, when you're speaking this love language, it shuts off the logical part of the brain. When is it ever mm -hmm. good to shut off the logical part of the brain? How do we get around <laughs> that? Well, if we're, we're over analytical, um, at what I call like the masculine mind, a lot of times we're we're thinking so much about how this worked and why this happened and and what is the cause of that and and when do I do this you know um it actually limits us from the eternal possibilities because that's too rigidly structuring our thought process so it's good to create structure in in a logical way to kind of create a container of awareness and then to utilize the feminine energies to float within that container of awareness and and to allow ourselves to expand limitlessly so people have a mixture i've never heard of that before people have a mixture of, of feminine energies and masculine energies in the brain um and that they can choose to have a thought pattern or a thought um you, space that they think in how would one begin to think more femininely to uh, surrender and embody a, a flow state, um, to, to relish in the beauty that is happening. Um, I like to relate it like the masculine mind is a, is a cauldron and the feminine is this fire that's just dancing all around. And so you can relate that to the mind. It's like have your have your masculine cauldron and then allow the feminine thought patterns to float and dance and it can look however however it looks for you so would you say that a stubborn atheist that doesn't believe in any supernatural things is the masculine kind of unmovable rock that needs to be broken kind of thing and that, that that feminine energies are the spiritual people that that float around and believe these things but it changes people as well uh, and how they react to to their life would you say that atheists are, are the masculine brains that that need more femininity in them uh not necessarily but attributing to the stubborn part yes generally that could be attributed to like a, a uh, a masculine form of like, oh, I'm just, I have to think one way very rigidly kind of in a box, you know, or very linear, which, which it's okay to think in that way. Um, but to be open, to be open to receive can be more of a feminine energy. And, and I still wouldn't relate it to like spiritual people are like this and atheist people are like this. I would say um, that is outside of, of just the, the mentality and, and the conscious uh, perception and the consciousness of all beings, no matter if you're atheist or you're spiritual in any way, it doesn't matter. I, I think that this divine feminine, divine ma masculine um, ways of thinking and feeling are embodied within every single, every single life form. Mm, right. And so now you mentioned that there are programming and that that would be mm -hmm. something to do with the brain. It would be d something to do with the mind. Who's programming who? <laughs> well, 
it, it comes from all angles there. It can come from the environment that we have, the nature around us, uh, the sounds that we hear on media, what we're watching on TV from our family, from our ancestors, our genetic lineage, uh, from our friends at school, from our teachers, from the textbooks we read. This is what I consider a a programming and it's not just affecting us on a mental level it is mind body and spirit all in conjunction so could you let me know how the media is programming people no matter what the story is it all comes back to the feeling so if there's something that uh we're watching on news that is portraying and and trying to uh, affect us on a, a fearsome level well that's you know that's a, a program that's probably not preferred uh, in my perspective uh, and then if you're maybe listening to a, a song that's talking about you know something degrading towards women or something uh, in that aspect you know maybe that wouldn't be a preferred uh, programming as well there's also very great programming like our discussion here mm. now i want to come to the agendas because this is kind of what i want to unpack and 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 see where you where your beliefs go you mentioned that some of these malevolent beings have agendas is there agendas in the human species that are secret that we don't know yes of course there is and i wouldn't even say that it's necessarily secret because everything is coming to light this uh, we just discussing this just even having the awareness that there may be a possibility of people hosting something in a secret way that is malevolent. That is catalyzing an awakening. So as this reaches the people that are listening, that is causing questioning. As I questioned and I questioned on YouTube, looking up, looking up all these different things on YouTube about why these people are doing this and what's going on here and, and what's happening over there this questioning brings about awakening and as we share it with people um, it really doesn't matter what they're doing it matters what solution we can make is what you're describing the illuminati you could call it that if you want okay i like to call it the dense energies that be because i see us from an eagle-eyed perspective on on the entire planet and on a universal scale so no matter if it's the the illuminati or any uh dense energies or, or malevolent beings on this planet it doesn't matter to me because it's all a form of the same archetype it's all a form of the same energy that is coming to light so that's why we consider it like star wars like the the light side and the dark side right so it doesn't need to be um it doesn't need to be communicated or at least i i choose not to communicate on an on a level that's that uh intense and going into the the politics of things uh as i did when i was younger i just realized am i complaining about a problem or am i creating a solution Wow. So this Illuminati 
Is this something that is coming to light because it's going to bring about a change in the universe, a positive change? Is that why it's coming to light? So you can bring about solutions. Is that why it's coming about now? Exactly. Cause most of their agenda is for fear, right? To, to, to have fear be the catalyst of what they can feed on to. And, and this is in any, any of the malevolent agendas on this planet and, and within the universe. It's, it's this, this fear, uh, how, to, how to feed off of people in a feared state. So as we recognize it, I say, well played, well played dark energies well played i stay in the light you know and so that's what allows us to really um hold the space for others to come and join so that's why i hold this space and and beings come to me and i, I open my hands i open my arms and say hey let's walk together hand in hand let's do this and that's why i talk about the golden age in that way so i'm wondering i got to the dark side of youtube one time and i found a video that said that there are this malevolent group of people, celebrities, and this kind of Illuminati group that do animal sacrifices and demonic magic so that they can get famous. Is this something that you would say is true as a spiritual person? You, could, you can believe anything. In that aspect, I would relate it even to people sacrificing animals in their backyard to eat them. There's no difference in trying to achieve something with a malevolent intention. If you are trying to achieve anything and your form of magic or your form of ritual is to is, is more on a death pattern than a pro-life pattern, well, it, it's going to cause a ripple effect. And no matter what, it always returns to love. So these people, these beings who are sacrificing in any way, even if somebody's cutting the head off the chicken in their backyard, like it is still creating, in my opinion, a, a, a domino effect that that will return back to love, you know, and, and like these beings will need to wash that blood off of, off of themselves, you know, and when that blood is washed off, uh, I will be here to, to rinse them, you know, with, with the water to wash that blood off. <laughs> wow. There's so much forgiveness that embodies you and that there's this embrace and acceptance that, that I sense from you is this the is this something that you've channeled for so many years that there is this ancient force out there that wants to return back to loving everything within the within the spiritual communities um i like to call it a fluff so there's this this ability to to access this state of universal love and embody it and there's a fierceness that needs to be had within that aspect so that we can look these demonic forces so to speak in the eyes and know that we embody the christ consciousness and we look these demonic forces in the eyes we ask them what do you need what do you need to be healed and that's with a fierce heart that's with a sword of light and a, and a shield of mirrors and we look them and we and we look at them and we say what do you need how can we help you? And then we ask them to be our allies on the light side. So 
you're saying that there is a kind of mission that you have is to sway demons to become healed and come to the light. Yes. Okay. That's a, such an interesting, <laughs> such an interesting mission. Now I want to come to a new place now to the frequencies again, because I want to know how okay. frequencies are being used to achieve certain outcomes. And I want to start by sharing my experience. When I came across your TikTok or your video, there was something different about it. I'd never experienced that before. And even as a person that I don't practice spirituality, I don't do even meditation or anything, but there was something about the music and this sense about it that I felt uh, something on the back of my neck start to, to creep and I didn't know what it was. Could you tell me what was, was on the back of my neck? Yes. So my intuition says that there, there's energy within your specific experience that was trickling through your spinal column, which is, which is a grand energy center for us. There's so much fluid and energy that comes through our spine and especially if we maybe have something that needs a little fine adjustment or some tuning we'll get tingling sensations or or maybe it's just calling us to put, uh, put attention into that space and either heal it or activate it um, so in the spine specifically behind the neck you could say because you're such a vocal communicator maybe it was healing how you receive communication because uh, in front of us is how we offer and behind us is how we receive. And, and that's a teaching in uh, Taoist teachings. Um, so specifically for you in that experience, I would think about how you're receiving other people's communication and, and vocalizing it through. Just my intuition. Okay. That's an interesting interpretation because when I looked into that song, because I went into the song that you have and when I was, it, this only happened when I was in deep worship, when I was a Christian and I was really intentional and I was fasting and I got into this really spiritual state and I had this experience at the back of my neck where it would sort of where it would tickle and it would, um, it would have this sort of sensation. I'd never experienced that again outside of Christianity until I came across your stuff. So it's interesting. I once interpreted it as the Holy Spirit, as God interacting with me, but then when experiencing yours, it had the same experience. And I contacted, you know, some friends and, and even some spiritual people that you know, studied science as well. And some would say that it is the limbic system or the amygdala in the brain that's picking up certain sounds of music that's going to trigger a response in you. But you would say that it's, that is a, a, a natural way to measure it and to interpret it, but a deeper meaning exists into why it's there. Yes. It's a deeper and a, a boundless expansion from that awareness because no matter what and as i teach this is our own interpretation of magic so how we how we interpret it is the most important we can hear anything from anyone but it's always our true instinct that actually creates what it is so were you putting a spell on me I was s spelling, 
I was casting a spell um, into the field. And so it's not out of your control. It's not out of anybody's control, so to speak. We truly don't have any control in my opinion, but it's up to everybody to receive it or not. And, and some people kind of put, are you putting a spell on me in a negative connotation? I say, I am offering and suggesting an awakening within you and I am delivering it through a modality of love. So you were possibly putting a love spell on me to change, to, to bring me to a new level. You could say that, yeah. <laughs> so now, I call it a new level. A new level. Okay. So, um, Uni, I'm just curious to know, at one point you're going to die. Where do you think you're going to go? I like the, the idea of croaking or returning to that central frequency of creation, as I spoke of earlier. And, and we will return the same way we came in. So you believe that we will be rebirthed again and again? Yes. And uh, to add to that, I believe that we host a connectivity to the collective consciousness, which isn't necessarily just for this planet. You know, it is a universal collective consciousness. So we access this collective consciousness a return to the the soul soup i like to call it and then we uh begin dished out again you know as as our as our soul uh path guides us wow so now i've just had a thought i know there's lots of forgiveness and love and things that emanate from you i wanted to know on the topic of where people go when they, when they die and the repercussions perhaps of what they lived in their life, how do you address terrorists and people that do terrible things in this world? Is there part of the universe that needs to, to work on that spirit or soul or whatever it is that you believe in? Or is it just forgotten that the, the pain that people have gone through, the, the trauma people have experienced because of, of the hand of a human being, is that just, it's just left unsolved? Well, not to take away from the seriousness of that, that comment, um, but it, I, I'd like to relate it back to the bully on the schoolyard. You know, we all host this inner child um, awareness of either, you know, a bully in, in the, on the field or the schoolyard. So we know that we're relating on, on that level, on, on that relationship style. So um, it, like I said, it all returns to love and, and that's what catalyzes their awakening. You know, that's what catalyzes maybe millions of people to realize this is not what I prefer in life. This is not what I prefer on this planet. Um, I prefer uh, a golden community or, or, you know, super loving relationships, or I love life so much. So it all has its place. And I am indifferent in thinking like, oh, those people deserve this or, or these good people deserve this uh, because that is still creating a form of separation. Like all life deserves love. All life deserves acceptance and peace and joy and prosperity. Wow. So it's even, it surpasses and it's, it's as if it's a love that can't be defined in the human realm. 
And so, Uni, I suppose I want to take some time now to talk about where you're hoping to go with this movement. You come across as someone who's quite young. Where are you hoping to take this? There are different ways that people take their spiritual uh, path. Would you ever think of ever becoming a cult leader or where would you take your spirituality? Um, my intention is to normalize magic, to normalize spirituality, um, to normalize multidimensionality. And in a way that feels in alignment for me is to offer as a community-based modality to where me and many other superheroes or Jedis or other galactivated humanoids, you could say, uh, get together and we provide our service, we provide our healing, we provide our art, we provide our, our intuition and our insight or our hands in, in working with the land or, or our workshops or our videos or our music, whatever it is, we come together as a community and offer that. And, and create a huge ripple effect to where we have kids offering their art and, and people, are, people are loving it because it's healing or, or however, however people wish to express themselves. I wish to bring about a community aspect to offer that um, for the planet and create a huge, huge shift. And, and one way I think that we can do that is by shifting the perception of influencers and having them provide healing and healthy media and healthy content. Hmm. So when you say that you are gathering a community, you're not thinking of gathering a cult together. No, because I believe in synarchy to where we're all the operators of our own universe. We're all the creators of our own reality. Um, there's no thought in me that thinks that we need to have one person in charge kind of idea. I think everybody is responsible for themselves and that's going to really uh, create this golden age community. Would you say that your movement is similar to potentially an ancient movement, like the movement of Christ where he was trying to bring about his movement? Would you say that your movement might be inspired by that or certainly um i i believe that this movement is each individual's connection as christ did so as he had a a way of bringing about awareness of of his magic and his miracles however it was through you know offering people loaves and fishes to you know healing the blind men to you know to these different ways so um each person's going to have their different different modality maybe it's somebody painting a bunch of pictures and just uh putting them all over san francisco of of healing frequencies or or whatever it is you know like uh how, we are all embodying this this archetype of of the christ uni how fast does this show go we're already at the end it just happened so fast and i've really enjoyed all of this you've survived my questions that are just so grating on people but you know you've done a really great job and i really thank you for being in the podcast today i want to give you some time now to just share 
your movement and some of the things that you're doing in terms of how people can access you, your music, your course, and your social, uh, your social media. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, so as I said before, I'm doing readings and healings and trainings, um, and all of that is uh, accessible on my website, which is uniagape.com, U-N-I-A-G-A-P-E.com. And I have multiple levels of that. Um, that's more so my personal thing. And uh, with my the team uh, that I have, uh, my, my basic fr- friend circle, I'm, I'm creating healing music in different genres, uh, mostly focusing on, on conscious hip hop, EDM, and then my flute style, uh, sound bath, meditative, zen, reiki kind of music. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a free download for, for a healing, uh, uh, a healing music, 432, at, on, on my website. And it's a chakra cleansing and activating song. And, uh, and then at large, I'm, I'm creating this collective, like I said, of of superpowered, masterful beings to to provide our modalities and our services um, for and our teachings for the whole planet. So I'm, at this moment, I'm welcoming new practitioners from all over the world um, and any beings that wish to share their magic. And, and I'm fully open to to this collective because I my intention is for it to be a huge world shift. And you have a big mission ahead of you, but it's great that you've been able to make a start. And I'm going to be looking out for your music, hopefully finding it on Spotify soon one day, uh, just to play out of curiosity to see if I can can stir up some spirituality in me uh, and feel the tingles again. Oh, yes. More to come. So much more to come. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you for joining Uni and I today on the podcast, and I hope that you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. Go into the draw to win $200. Leave a rating and review of this episode of Why Believe on Apple Podcasts today. Follow us on Instagram at Why Believe Podcast for the latest shows, upcoming guests, and exclusive content.